I, I truly believe you can never write a how-to book. Not everything is rainbows and unicorns, but, you know, and I know I made my fair share of mistakes for those first 25 years. <laughs> I'm still learning. Those words of wisdom come to us courtesy of Christine Valk. Christine and her co-author, Asha Bianca, have uh, a new book out. It is called Stepping Stones, Blended Families and Bonus Parenting at Its Best. And as Christine said, it is not a how-to book, but if you are in any kind of a blended family, and my family is about as blended as it can get, you're going to find a lot of inspiration and a lot of clarity in this book. It's not a long book, and it's definitely one that you want to have on your bedside table. In fact, we got talking so much that this is going to be a two-part edition of Around River City. Part one is going to feature Christine and me talking, and that's partly because Asha is in California right now, and she was not able to get on the phone with us uh, at the beginning of our conversation. So she joined later, and that will be part two of this Around River City episode on the book Stepping Stones, written by Asha Bianca and my first guest, Christine Valk. We'll get right into the conversation after this on Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for listening in. This is part one of a two-part conversation on a book called Stepping Stones, Blended Families and Bonus Parenting at Its Best. It was written by Asha Bianca and Christine Vault. Both of those are local women in blended families, and this book is just uh, wonderful if you're in a blended family. Asha is going to join the conversation in part two, and in part one, Christine and I had a chance to sit down and, first of all, get rid of some of those nerves. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good. Okay. Much more relaxed. Good, good, good. I think it's that we can tell people we're having a nice cup of wine. Absolutely. Nice it's, wine out of styrofoam. It's perfect. And if you don't think that's okay, tough. We don't care. <laughs> it's been a long day. Christine's nervous. Just a little. Just a little nervous. Maybe a little more nervous because as of right now, your co-author, Asha, is not with us. She's out in California. She has. Uh, she was planning on joining us uh, over the telephone, and we called her. She's in the middle of something right now, and uh, she'll just she'll give us a call if she can while Absolutely. we're having the conversation. She's the queen of multitasking, so yeah. I have faith in her. All right. But we are here today to talk about a wonderful book called Stepping Stones, and the subtitle is Blended Families and Bonus Parenting at Its Best. I'm really happy to have one of the authors, Christine Valk, in the studio with me. Thank you for inviting me. And Asha Bianca will hopefully be able to join us over the phone at some point. I'm just so glad that you and I are friends on Facebook because that's how I discovered that you were doing this. Well, the first time I, the first way I discovered you were doing this is you sent out a questionnaire. Yes. And yes. at first I thought it was some sort of weird. You know, some sort of Russian company trying to troll me for information, private information. But I think I filled it out. You were just looking for commentary from yep. people that are uh, in blended families. That's correct. And, I, you know, we worried about that, too, when we sent out the initial survey. It was just some real simple questions. And we um, contacted just our people that we knew through our social media, through Facebook, and hoping that they didn't think that we were some <laughs> Russian scam or, you know, someone that's coming in trying to interfere. But, you know, 
Heck, I'm in banking. So, yeah, everyone, we say don't touch or don't, right. you know. Don't open a strange Don't email. open anything. Please don't. Well, I don't know what it says about me that I thought it might be a Russian scam, but I filled it out and returned it anyway. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, know your sources. That's the biggest yeah. takeaway there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had a wonderful response back from um, individuals. And our focus was really saying, you know, how can we make this positive? Mm-hmm. Just really focus on the positive because there's so much out there um, or people tend to talk about all the negative things or the tough things, but we don't never, you know, we don't really focus on the, the things that, you know, hey, this really worked out well, or mm-hmm. did you try this? This might be a really good thing to um, focus on. Being negative has become the cool thing. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I've said that we, we tend to, it's become cool to shout your negativity, but you have to whisper your positivity. Yeah, that's so the, true. It seems like in the culture these days. Um, well, it's a, it's a wonderful book that I've had a chance to look through and make some notes. Uh, and it's all about blended families. And I guess I want to know, first of all, what got you thinking about blended families? Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you are part of a blended family. I am indeed. Awesome. I got it right. That was right. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm very intuitive. Gosh. I'm very intuitive that way. I instantly became um, a mom of three when I married my husband, um, and it's going to be we're really celebrating 25 years together. So for 25 years, we have been blending our family. Um, I said labor and delivery was easy. I just said I do, and <laughs> voila, I had three beautiful children. Um, you know, snap back into my, you know, figure everything was just perfect. Um, and then we added two more to the the blend. And, you know, um, I wouldn't change a thing. There's been some awesome, awesome highs. There's been some lows. There's been the everything in between, just like other traditional families. Just some different ways to navigate as we move forward. But, um, and that was the, the biggest thing, you know, got to thinking about, you know, when I first married my husband. I think I walked in thinking, this is a piece of cake, just like anything else. And it's like, well, wait a minute. There's, you know, existing, you know, individuals here and there's different ages and um, two boys and a girl. And, you know, where do I fit into this whole um, picture? And that journey has really kind of given me time now to kind of look back and have a pause to say, I really wish I had a mentor. I really wish I would have kind of known a little bit more about what I was stepping into and maybe different ways to navigate different conversations, different situations, different um, uh, components that you just sometimes go blindly and thinking naively enough. The, the classic, if only. Oh. If only I had known. Yeah, and that's exactly. And so th- this um, book that Asha and I you know, put together is not a, you know, how-to book or anything like that, but it's more about building awareness and creating more of a mindset to understand all those different components. Well, I'm also in a blended family and have been, uh, I have two, basically two sets of children, of my own biological children. Mm -hmm. Um, The two oldest are in their 30s, and then I have a 13-year-old. And all three of those kids at in their childhood ages have been part of blended families with me. Yes. Uh, you know, I've had step moms, basically. And one thing that I loved about your book is that it allowed me to feel, oh, okay, I'm, I'm okay having all of that baggage or having all of that, that cumbersome description of my family. It's okay. 
Absolutely. And I think there are more families like that nowadays. You know, you and I talked um, earlier, it's just, it's not so much back in the 50s where it was a mom and a dad and a boy and a girl and the white picket fence and the dog. Everything was just so perfect. And that was the way a family was supposed to be defined. Normal. Absolutely. And nowadays we have all different individuals that really encompass a family. And there are multiple players in those families now. And instead of trying to make it harder to navigate, you know, how can we make it just even easier? I mean, there's, there's enough of everything else going on in this world. How can we just be more kind to each other, more receptive, more communicative, and just more aware? You know, I'm going to go what, the way you were describing the family. And I don't know if I told you this the other day when we were chatting, but I hate the word normal. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a damaging word, actually, because nobody thinks, yeah, I'm completely normal. So anytime you talk about what normal is or should be, all anyone can think is, I don't fit into that. So I'm an other. I'm, an ex- I'm excluded. But yes. right in your introduction, as soon as I opened up the book, there's a quote, we are brought up to expect there will be one dad, one mom, and two children, a white picket fence, a dog named Fluffy. Uh, I would argue with you on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to change it to Frank and a dog named Frank. That's our dog. The only way to have a family, anything that strays from this simple view of the world creates skepticism and devaluation. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, do you have any idea why we used to think that? I think that's a, you know, you look back at, you know, look at the, what we read as books, look at the way that we were probably raised. Um, that was just the way things were supposed to be. I don't think anybody really answered or, you know, questioned it and said why. But, um, like I look at my parents as high school sweethearts. They got married, you know, right after high school and they've been married for, um, 55 years, um, you know, and, had their children, he had a job, she stayed home. I mean, it was just that typical kind of family unit that we were all kind of raised in. Even when I was a child, um, my best friend's parents were divorced. I think we had two kids in our fam- in our classrooms that were came from divorce. Otherwise, everyone was together. Now we look with my kids and I think of their girlfriends or their significant others. It's like everybody has, oh, I've got a stepmom, a stepdad, I've got a half-brother, you know, mm-hmm. everything is just very encompassed. And I think we've just come to that point in our society where we're saying, it's okay. Right. You know, nobody's right. going to devaluize you because you were divorced or because you were remarried or because you have a half-sibling or a half-brother or, you know, or sister or whatever that is. It's become more of the norm yeah and it it's it is really crazy that oftentimes it is the kids that are judged oh yeah about it and when it's really had nothing to do with them exactly take us back to the conversations that you and your future husband had about the family because all the three children that came into this blended family when you got married were his correct so did you have conversations about it Absolutely. And, you know, um, gosh, I was 25 at the time. And I, I, I rolled <laughs> my roll eyes. eyes. I know. I was just it's thinking. It's fine to not be 25 anymore. You know, it's just like, gosh, I was 25. But I thought I, I knew everything. You know, you sit there and we wonder why our kids today, they're like, they, you know, I felt I kind of knew this is not going to be, you know, anything different than I've ever done or any other challenge in my life. And, um, but the one thing that I, I'm always, 
um, very, very honored by with my husband is that he, from day one, just said, my children are, you know, they come first. And, you know, so if we're together, we're doing stuff, it's around the kids. You know, it's it's really, you know, trying to focus on them. And I think he did a really amazing job. Was it perfect? No. Um, but again, there's no such thing as perfection or anything out there. But his heart was in the right spot. And I think that is one of the reasons why I just went, wow, here's a, a man who was really taking that step forward for his children and then also saying, I'm going to bring you into this. But no, you know, my children are, you know, my pride and joy. Mm-hmm. And this is, I'm going to bring you into this um, family, this unit, and we'll move forward from there. So that was, um, yeah, absolutely talked about. But I, I really knew really kind of um, the beginning of where my role was. Mm-hmm. And they had two they had two great parents. I mean, the, they had great, a great mom and dad. Um, they just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So coming in was just a matter of saying, hey, how can I support this? And um, and again, that's where I know in my situation, very fortunate with having extremely good parents. Not every family is that way either. You know, sometimes there isn't uh, one parent as is supportive or as present or however. But then how do you navigate through those two? Hey, thanks for listening to Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. And for this episode, I had a chance to sit down with Christine Valk. She and her co-author, Asha Bianca, both local parents in blended families, have co-authored a book called Stepping Stones. And it's all about how to navigate through blended families, how to see the positives in blended families. And it's about being honest about some of the mistakes that we all make. I mean, whether you're in a blended family or not, we all make mistakes through life. So in the next part of my conversation with Christine, we're going to talk about making mistakes. Stay with me. This is Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. By the way, you can subscribe to the podcast by going to AroundRiverCity.com or going anywhere that you download your podcasts. Uh, Look for Around River City, the podcast, and just click subscribe. It's absolutely free to do that, and you'll get an alert every time we have a new episode out. Let's continue my conversation about a wonderful book on parenting and being a blended family. It's about more than parenting, actually. In this part one of my conversation about the book Stepping Stones, I'm with Christine Valk. She is one half of the writing team, along with Asha Bianca, of this really wonderful, refreshing, supportive book. One of the things I wanted to talk about is making mistakes. Do you mind if I ask what might be a difficult question? Sure. When you and your future husband were having those conversations, A, did it surprise you that he brought it up? And Or maybe, I'm not sure which one of you brought it up, but did you ever feel, even for a moment, slighted by his perspective? No, actually I didn't. And, um, and I don't know if that's because... I don't know if it was uh, my background was in education, so I was just kind of used to kids. Um, if I had a little bit of that awareness already, kind of an understanding of where roles are going to be. Um, I certainly did not have divorce in my family where I grew up. Um, everyone was pretty much married and mm-hmm. stayed together. So um, this was by far um, definitely new terrain for me, but I I didn't ever feel 
um, intimidated. I didn't ever feel like I couldn't um, or that I was being pushed aside or being asked too much or any of those things. Um, you know, and I felt that I was given the opportunity to kind of figure out how to, to grow myself. And gosh, if I made a mistake, I, you know, we, we talked about those and, That's you know, good to talk about, those. you know, and, you know, not everything was, not everything is rainbows and unicorns, but, mm-hmm. you know, and gosh, I, I, I know I made my fair share of mistakes, right. For those first 25 years. <laughs> I'm still learning. Yeah. You know what? In fact, I want to just uh, give a reminder on the book, and then maybe we'll get to some of those mistakes. Yeah. I, I won't be keeping a list or anything. But again, the book is called Stepping Stones, Blended Families, and Bonus Parenting at Its Best by Christine Volk, who is with me in the studio, and uh, Asha Bianca, who is working out in California and will hopefully have a chance to join us. hope so. Do you remember the first... I don't know if it was a foot in the mouth situation or maybe something worse that that might have happened. I think one of my very first mistakes that I did um, was, and I can remember this like yesterday, but my um, uh, we were at one of the kids' games, and it was also kind of a a tag team. So kids were with mom; they were coming home with us, um, and. You know, it was probably one of those typical, I want to say, it was just a fall day, and, you know, she was getting everything out of the car, and da-da-da-da, and I looked over, and I said, um, well, it's really cold, do you, you know, did you bring a jacket? Like, I'm questioning her, mm. and whether or not she brought a jacket for her children, or a child, or whatever, and you think about it, you're trying to, you know, and at the time, I don't know if my heart was in the right spot, or where I was, but, you know, again, having how many years to look back on it and say, wow, that was a really um, unnecessary comment or, you know, interaction that Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily needed. Everybody has those moments. Absolutely. We've all had moments that we wish we could take back. But it is those moments that help you learn and get you thinking. I'm, I'm guessing you've you tucked that moment away. And as you were thinking about this book, it came back to you. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, we tried, I didn't put all the really times that I really, you know, stepped in it. <laughs> probably in here, I probably could have. It probably would have been double A the size. A much bigger book, yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just looking back and saying, okay, from that, what lesson did I learn from it? Because that's really where I wanted to take the readers and going, you have these things, but what did you learn and how could you make how could you make it better mm-hmm. instead of again saying something and you know i absolutely deserve to be put in my place and uh and that was just it was a tough lesson and um again innocent i think we we do things innocently but it's how they're perceived yeah well innocently and and maybe naively too oh absolutely is the book trying to help others not make so many mistakes or why? Yeah. Why did you write the book? I think it was trying to just build more awareness. You know, um, Ash and I have talked and when we were kind of collaborating, um, one of the things that really stuck out, I was teaching our leadership class um, and we talked about different perspectives and we did this exercise where you had people looking at a picture 
from all different points of view, from really close, from far away, from up the sides. You know, it may not have been a whole picture. It might have been just something. Um, and they couldn't tell anybody what the picture was. And then we had people that were building, so they had to listen to what they were trying to do and build, and only certain people could only touch certain color of these things. And we did this exercise, and everyone was like, wow, you know, you." we sometimes just get so much focused in our own bubble, we forget about all the other perspectives that are out there or the other, you know, situations or the other um, things that may have happened before or after or during this whole thing. So that was really kind of the premise of the book is trying to say, how can we provide a different perspective? So here's your everyday situation, but what else might be about that? Um, what are some of the things we're missing? Because we're so focused in our own little bubble that we don't necessarily see the full picture from the beginning to the end um, to all the different angles and all the different factors and experiences. It's kind of like, uh, well, I'll use our wine bottle here. It's like being inside the bottle of wine. You can't read the label. Right. You know, I want to say thank you for writing the book because the the main thing that I got out of it wasn't necessarily a fact or a, a tidbit or, or anything like that. It was just I felt and feel I can give myself a break. Yeah. And I can, you know, I am not a great step parent. I think I try and I'm okay and I'm good sometimes and I'm not so good sometimes. And But with the book, I just, it allowed me to feel like, you know, I'm I'm all right. You know, Absolutely. it's and it's this situation. We joke in our house. My my wife when when she and I got married, she kept her last name. My daughter, my 13-year-old, she has her mom's last name, and that was something that her mom and I decided that we wanted to do even when we were married. We agreed oh, on that. Yeah. And she has my what current wife has two sons who have their dad's last name. So there are five of us in the family and we have four last names. <laughs> and it's just, I'm glad I can think about that and not feel like I need to just whisper that or like, ah, oh, we just have, you know. No, and I would say shout that from the, you know, tie, highest tower. I mean, that's just, I think that's the beauty. And to going, how much diversity and how much awareness and, um, you know, everything that you've had to, you know, be aware of and navigate and communicate and think of all the, the different challenges, mm-hmm. <laughs> different temperaments and everything else that, um, not that a, your, your traditional family doesn't have that, but there's a different nuance that mm-hmm. comes when you're blending individuals of all different ages. Um, there can never, I, I truly believe you can never write a how-to book because right. everybody's <laughs> situation is so unique, absolutely unique and you have to kind of take little bits and pieces and say, what is applicable for my my own journey? And how am I going to move forward? Well, I think if you had tried to write a, a how-to book, I think you might have gotten a lot of people saying, Good luck. Uh, F, F you, <laughs> yeah. telling me how to raise my... <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Gosh, you know, I keep telling my kids, uh, and we joke about this, um, with all five of them, I said, our goal is to make sure that you have enough information so when you actually sit down with your psychiatrist, you're getting your money's worth. <laughs> um, I mean, we really want to make sure that you have value and yep. you have plenty to talk about. 
um, between everything. But that's maybe the best a parent can hope for. I just want you to be able to be coherent when you talk to your psychiatrist and be able to explain what actually happened. Oh gosh, and we all and now we've gotten to the point where we can kind of laugh, but I mean, mm-hmm. we still have. Gosh, we still have moments where I'm like, oh, we've made it over this hump, and boom, I'm like, I had no idea. Um, that that was even out there on the the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I said it's just giving yourself grace, giving yourself the opportunity to just go, you know what, you tried. Um, you may have, you know, and it's different, I think, with um, blended families too, because when you're your own parent, if you try and fail, just only your nuclear family knows this. Mm-hmm. When you're a blended family and you try and fail, it seems like everybody really knows about that. And there's there's more judgment and there's there's more at stake or there's more at risk. And as you know, again, that's where we sometimes bottle that up a little bit. Let's take a quick break here. And then when we come back, I did ask some people, including my wife, uh, if they had questions. Oh, cool. I, I, I'll throw some questions at you. you. I'm not looking for your advice or for the answer, but I think uh, they illuminate the real-life mm-hmm. situations that uh, even people in, in nuclear families are in. Absolutely. Okay, Sure. All right. Let's take a drink of wine, and we'll be back. When I come back with Christine, I took some, I guess you could kind of call them questions from the audience <laughs> to throw at Christine. That's when we come back on Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper talking with Christine Volk. She and her co-author Asha Bianca have written a book for anybody that is in any kind of a blended family, and it's called Stepping Stones. There's a lot that you can get from this book. The main feeling I got was just feeling supported, and that felt pretty good, actually. So let's get to those questions from the audience that I have for Christine. Uh, I'm not sure where this is going to go. Uh, I told you that I had asked some people, uh, some friends of mine here at uh, the radio stations, uh, my wife, um, if they had any questions. I said, hey, I'm talking to my blended family authors today. Uh, <laughs> any questions? Now, I texted that to my wife earlier this morning, and her, her first response was, are you sure you want my honest questions? Yeah, let's yeah. let's go for it. Yeah, that well, I didn't quite say that, but I said sure. <laughs> so, and actually she has two fair points to bring up. Um her first the thought was and this is kind of a big one for us. Mm-hmm. Different parenting styles, different uh discipline philosophies. I am much more old school. Uh, I'm, I'm old school. I grew up in the sixties and seventies. Um, and when I did something wrong, it was made very clear to me that (laughs) I had done something wrong and that it would not be accepted again. Sure. Yeah. Um, no slapping or spanking or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, what about that? I think that's probably one of the hardest and, uh, the biggest challenges when you have especially multifamily homes. And um, and those are, that's why in the very beginning of the book we put, you know, these are those tough conversations to have up front. We I think a lot of people just get married and they don't necessarily have those conversations mm-hmm. or think about what happens when we do have uh, a, dis, you know, one household punishes and disciplines this way. Another household 
punishes and disciplines this way. Then you have, I call it the X factor. Those are the the new um, stepmom, stepdads, or you know, significant others that are now adding into the the discussion and everything. And all of a sudden, what probably could have been settled or easily maybe dealt with now becomes this huge, huge issue. And then it festers and festers mm-hmm. and festers. Um, if I actually knew what that magic pill was, <laughs> and I don't, I would be on Shark Tank and saying whatever that is. But I, it, it's just making sure that as a, and I can't talk as um, the parent, but I can talk as a, a step parent of saying, you know, I, and in my own situation, really had to let my husband and his ex-wife dictate that. What did they want? How were they going to agree to have, uh, uh, you know, discipline or, you know, this and this or, you know, having those? And even between them, you know, it wasn't always, you know, mm-hmm. um, agreed upon or there was some variance. My role was really saying I have to support not just one, but both. And that, I think, was a big takeaway even for me. It's just I may, you know, look at this, but they're there's, it's not just my household to support with that decision making. It's the other household as well. Mm. Because yeah, that's what, a lot to think about. It's a lot to think because what benefit is it to to keep you know adding? I call it you know adding um, fuel to the fire. You know that's all. That's the last thing we you know someone really needs. But you know how can we do this? And sometimes even being that neutral party, going, hey, you guys decide this. I'll support whatever's there, or sometimes just asking a question. Then I was like, "Oh, well, that's another you know interesting thing we didn't think about, or whatever," and go from there. But that is, um, I think, just such a significant challenge, and parents and the whole family just really need to communicate Mm -hmm. because honestly, what used to probably be decided on when they were a cohesive unit, now that when you're you're separated, divorced, and you know moving on. The little things become big things. They just do. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether we want them to or not, they, you know, it's just, this was never an issue before, but now it's an issue because I just didn't agree with the decision that was made. Why didn't I agree with it? Well, it could have just been someone cut me off at the red light. And I just want to say no and or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And it's not, there's so many of those different factors. So just taking that step back, mm-hmm. I think in those, um, and saying, okay, what what can we agree on, and what are the what are the non negotiables? What are the negotiables, and how do we want to move forward? Well, and it's interesting that that's good advice in any parenting situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that one of my failures as a and maybe I don't know if that's too strong a word or not, but it feels like it sometimes. One of my failures as a step parent is it is very hard for me to see something happening that I don't agree with and taking that deep breath and stepping back. It's, it's, it's very, very hard. I'm very often not good at it. And I, I wish I was better. Um, and another thing is that those differences in styles and philosophy, parenting in general, discipline, those happen between married 
oh, gosh. mothers and fathers as well. Absolutely. But I don't. Th- if you've never been in the situation of do I discipline a stepchild, you you can't know how monumental what you do next is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Our um, oldest son, I think, <laughs> he'll let, if you ask him, he'll say, I think I spent my whole high school life grounded at dad's house because <laughs> I think I was constantly grounded at your house. And then the other half, you know, he wasn't. And so, yeah, we had that that um, dichotomy as well of just saying, here's, yeah, here, guess what? You're at our house. You are now grounded. Know this, know this, know this. Next night, go and have your freedom. You know, it was, it's hard. It's tough. And that seems like a pretty good place to pause our conversation with Christine Valk, one of the co-authors of a book called Stepping Stones. In part two of my conversation about this book on blended families, Christine and I are going to be joined by her co-author, Asha Bianca, and we'll continue the conversation on blended families and their wonderful new book called Stepping Stones. I'm Ken Cooper. This is Around River City.